Turn guest on the HD Embodied podcast, Stefania. Why, hello. So glad so, to be here. The lady that needs no introduction, but uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Stefania, thank me later. The woman of financial reverence and mossy, beautiful, uh, juicy goodness. We are jumping on this podcast today because we had a chat, it was a couple of weeks ago now, about, you know, tightness and people really closing up in these changing times, right? The world is crazy and look, it's not going to get any less crazier and me, I I love the crazy, I'm here for the crazy, I was born for this shit and, you know, I feel like I'm living my best life rolling through these waves of change in these times but a lot of people are not they're not prepared they're not ready they're in denial they're freaking out you know and 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 this has been happening for years people like we talk about it in human design you know that there is this changing energetic this changing era we are moving from this very tribal era this era that is all about information and utilizing information and formulating these connections based on a bargain. What have you got? What have I got? Do we agree to uh, bring those things together in an exchange of sorts? And, you know, and this is what our societies, what our collective has been built upon. And we are entering into this amazing different time energetically we are entering into this amazing different time societally and in terms of our individuality as well you know it's a collective shift and this new era energetic is more about sovereignty it's more about self-expression it's more about trust in self and knowing self and walking out into the world and into connection with other people being like hey I'm this who are you and creating connection and not so much an exchange, but a meeting of things from that place. And so we're in the death. We're seeing the thrash. We're seeing the cling to like the old way, wanting things to stay the same, wanting things to go back to the way that they were. We're seeing the denial of people being like, no, nothing's really changing. This is just more noise. We've had noise forever. This is how it's going to be. You know, people are tightening up, battening down the hatches financially out in the world. You know, they're starting to talk about, you know, the economics and where they're tracking and where they're heading. And we see living expenses are increasing and incomes aren't really changing and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And I'm here with Stefania for us to explore, does this have to be a place where we all get really worried and afraid and scared and start to like save every penny, like there's not many more pennies are coming or is there another way? Because I think there is another way. I know there is another way. And Stefania, as a person who is so uh, uniquely embodied in financial reverence and has this incredible human design system that's really attuned to being uh, lit. If you look at Stefania's human design chart, she has her sacral, her root, and her her splenic center all connected. She's a, a generator that has this flow through to her root, through to her uh, splenic center and root and splenic center like we're talking about adrenaline doing getting out there getting amongst it splenic center primal awareness instinct intuition all driven by this life force energy and then everything else is undefined or open and so here is a woman who 
can feel this collective change in so many different ways and yet her own system is an action orientated being and doing on this instinctual level system and I'm like Steph tell me what are you feeling what are you thinking what is your messaging let's go let's explore yeah okay so the first thing that like as you were talking the first thing that I want to say is we're going to talk a little bit about booty right now and we're going to talk about dogs actually because the thing that I want you to think about is when does a dog have their tail between their legs it's when they're scared when your butthole is clenched you are scared there's a reason why the terminology is that you're being a tight wad a tight ass uptight it's because you're already bracing for some sort of impact I'm going to just pre-warn you if you brace it will hurt so i don't care like where we're going i don't even know i don't know what the evolution is going to look like but if you are bracing for something that is when it feels like you're taking it up the ass with no lube because you're too tight to receive anything and i think one of the wildest things is like with the economics that's happening right now like i had someone ask me the other day they're like why do you know are you really feeling the impact of the recession? And I'm like, what? Because if you know anything about nature, it's cyclical. If you know anything about history, it will show you that recessions are cyclical. Recessions and money are actually separate from the human experience, despite what people think. You can be well-resourced financially, temporally, energetically, and still go through a bajillion different portals of like death and rebirth. They're two totally separate topics. And when we have conversations like the recession, it's like, okay, but in 2026, you're going to be juicy. If you don't learn how to ride the wave of transformation, that's when 2026 is going to be hard because you've already braced and gotten too tight when you needed to deeply surrender. And when it comes to like money and wealth, what I notice in myself is like the tighter I am, the more every little thing starts to like hit my system and then it starts to get really itchy and scratchy. And then it like kind of, it has me turn like rabid, right? Like a scared dog is a dangerous dog. If you are fearful, if you are tight, if you are tails between your, between your legs, scared of what's going to happen, you become too dangerous to be wealthy. Yeah, this is great. In human design, we talk about this as like giving the power to your not self or the voices of your uh, sensitivity or the undefined centers of your system. So this would be like, you know, what you're talking about in terms of like tightening your butthole. It's, it's really, it's really funny because this is like, okay, well, if you stop listening to that inner authority that everybody has and like everybody just for a moment, let's stop, take a breath, let your body soften, open, relax Steph and I've got you just like let that energy drop and be present in your body rather than taking this you know podcast in with your mind now the second that you do that the thing that talks more loudly in your system is your authority it doesn't matter what authority you have. I don't care. You know, you can have an emotional wave. You do that, you might start to feel things. You might start to have emotions. You, you've you got a splenic authority. You know, you might start to get an instinctual kind of, you know, uh, like sense of something, you know. You might just suddenly start to notice that there's something on the peripheral for you. You've got a sacral authority. You might suddenly start to feel really turned on, especially if this podcast is for you you know the response of it you're welcome thank you know thank us later write it in the comments you know that thing starts to talk louder the second that you're tight clench your butthole now bring that energy back up into your head really focus on what i'm saying do you know what happens that that gets quieter and all of a sudden everywhere where you are undefined or open in your human design system starts to talk to you you got an undefined ego suddenly you start to think what's the value of this this podcast what am i going to get out of this that is of value and worth it for me to listen to this next 90 it's 60 minutes you know you've got a 
undefined G center, you're like, who are these people? Like what, what identities do they have? Like who, what's the, who, who are they being to be on this podcast and who do I need to be to be okay in the world right now? Like you start to get this, you know, tightness of your system, then the voices of your not self get louder. So drop back down, loosen that butthole, be in your body, take a breath, no rush. So the thing about the current change, changing times, is the first thing we introduce that tightens our systems, tightens our wallets, tightens our expression is time. It's a rush to get through. The second you say, you know what, I'm not going to fucking rush through. I'm going to take my time with my money, with myself, with the energetics, with life, everything opens. So we want you to go really slow listening to this podcast. Uh, And every time you feel yourself start to tighten up a little bit, press pause, take a breath, come back. Steph, tell me about this current thing that, you know, I'm sure everybody is experiencing where the second that you think about your bank balance and what you've got to spend out in the world creates that tightness because it's just fact actually that there is a lot less juice going around at the moment, whether that's money, whether that's energy, whether that's, you know, I call it cushioning where life is, you know, plump and there's a lot of excess. There's not a lot of excess right now. That's the nature of death, right? Like things let go, they release, they get pruned back, they come to a close. So people are naturally, they don't have so much access in the world, which from what, you know, we've we've been tracking, both you and I have been tracking in ourselves and other people is translating to money. Talk to me a little about that. When there's not so much cushioning in your bank account. Yeah. My question always is, is like kind of twofold. One, are you looking at your bank account from a state of like objective neutrality? And this is something that I teach inside the piggy bank as like the foundational philosophy that you need to bring to your money. Because if you don't have objective neutrality, then you have too much room for your ego or history or trauma to come in and, and color what that bank balance means. And I just want to give you guys some perspective. In in terms of what wealth actually is, having a high bank balance is actually really poor financial literacy. You don't want high bank balances. You want those invested, whether it's in stocks or property or whatever. And so even though your mind is like, and you're like all dramatic, it's like, yeah, because you're actually not supposed to have that in there. Like if you really wanted to to operate on like what is the generation of wealth from like the standard view of it, like that's actually true. And when you don't have objective neutrality, there's too much space for you to misinterpret how much money should be in your bank account because you're using, you know, all of those undefined centers are reacting. You're not in yourself. You're in your story. You're in your trauma. You're in your past. You're in your whatever. So that's like point number one is like, don't look at your bank account if you're going to be dramatic about it. But look at your bank account every day and practice neutrality around it. The second question is that, you know, a lot of people don't agree with me on this one. And I I gotta, I gotta just back it because I know it to be true. The money gate is the last fucking gate. The money gate says, why did you stop listening? So now we got to make your your physical reality so intense that you can't afford to ignore me anymore. Because if you really look at like some of the most horrific financial flops in the world, right? We've got celebrities who've lost millions of dollars and like companies that have completely blown up, like freaking WeWork, right? Like just these massive organizations that were just financial pit holes. It's laughable to anyone who practices reverence, because it's like, yeah, I could have told you then, and I could have told you then, and I could have told you then. And all of those instances happened three years prior to that moment. 
when everything blew up in your face. And so if you're in this spot of like, oh my God, money's tight. It's because you weren't listening earlier. And now it has to be loud enough for you to hear it. So the next thing we got to look at is, well, where did I stop participating? Where did I stop actually living and engaging with life as it is? Because this, this moment was coming for me. And I knew it was coming. At what point did I know and I chose to ignore it? What was the second hit that I knew and I chose to ignore it? Because even in you ignoring the hits of like, I need to pay some attention to my money. That's also reinforcing some sort of probably open center bullshit that says, I have to sacrifice, I have to struggle, I have to like, whatever negative experience, it has to be reinforced. And so when we bring objective neutrality, like literally lesson number one in the piggy bank, sovereign participation, which is lesson number two in the piggy bank, are you cutting the drama and are you actually participating? Because if you're not doing those two things, then yeah, life's going to be a financial clusterfuck and it's going to be painful. Because it has to be, because you weren't listening when it was a whisper. Yeah. So everybody, chill your asshole for a second. Because if you're tightening up right now, your asshole is like the one gauge. Like we, you know, in our work, everyone talks about the pussy is like the pussy's ultimate power. No, 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 no. The asshole is the ultimate equalizer of humanity because it's the one thing that cannot fake surrender. So self-check right now. How tight are you? If you loosen up, your sphincter's not going to like have you do weird shit. Like it, you're going to be fine. So just like relax it. And if you can't relax it, that's a really good tell that you are struggling to surrender, to find ease. You get to choose that. So take in a big deep breath in through the nose and let your inhale go all the way down to your anus, expanding at the bottom. And then exhale slower than you want to. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it sure does. I have this feeling that everybody's going to love hate this episode because we're just going to constantly bring them back to the same point. That is the point that nobody wants to go to, which is, you know, I mean, I think this is really interesting, right? I'm going to, I'm in a spot at the moment where intuitively, instinctually, the message that I'm getting for my business is to let things wrap up. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful. I, I'm, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share the the inner workings of my business at this point, you know, like the, you, for the steadily for the last four years, my business has just been growing and growing and growing and expanding and expanding and expanding, you know, more clients, more money, all the rest of it. And then the last like probably six months, it started to, you know, go in the other direction. And, you know, I don't practice masculine led business. So a change in direction to me doesn't automatically signal danger, danger, wrong, wrong. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Is this true? What am I, what is there here to, I don't look at the money reflection as the health of my business. And I'm like, oh, it's actually true to prune here. And I've been in this steady pruning process for like the last six months to the point where actually everything is pruned back to like basically nothing. And I feel really open. I feel really relaxed. I've historically had like the best game with money where money becomes like, you know, my kryptonite, you know, and I've unwound everything to the point where I can just like trust and surrender to this location. It, it feels really open and receptive and I can hear, I can listen. I'm not listening to the voice of that not self. I call it circling the undefined ego, right? Like so many people will be like, oh no, what do I need to do to fix here? You know, their their worth and value really hinges on success. You know, undefined ego people, you know, success isn't found in worth and value, you know, or, or, or satisfaction isn't found in worth and value. And so undefined ego people, they tend to circle, that's 70% of the population, by the way, they circle the undefined ego drain, which is like, they fixate on money whereas actually like it's that's the you know money because it's a tangible worth thing is a defined ego person's you know correct energetic focus in some ways to like really be like I can use money to move energy but 
when you're an undefined ego person, that's not the game. And so for me, it's been really been around like I have to let money do its own thing while still being responsible for it. And we'll talk a bit in, in a moment about like cushioning and the way that 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 can lead people off truth, off their own uh, flow and actual like reverence to money and in cushioning. But to like be responsible, have reverence there, but but it's not the thing that makes my decisions for me. And so as my business kind of closes a lot in terms of like things wrap up and end and whatever else, I open more because that's how I receive actually is to like be like as this stuff ends, there's all this space, there's all this energetic space, there's all this capacity for my system you know, starting with my butthole and filtering out through my body to be like, okay, well, what's next to plant the seeds of, to grow, to tend to, to invest in as well. And so then that can be the thing, what I'm seeing this trend that people have in scarcity, if they move from scarcity, tighten their butthole, close their bodies off, then it's like, okay, well, I can't spend money. From this point of like, there's there's uh, a finite resource, and I have to be very very careful with it. Whereas I'm in this state of like, I feel like there's like an infinite amount of financial, you know, wealth that I can access, but I'm not interested in accessing it unless it's actually for me. So the thing that I'm actually listening for is what is for me the money will just match it, right? Now, that's taken me, I don't know how many fucking years of practice to get to. And I know Steph starts teaching this kind of uh, way of being in, in piggy bank. But Steph, talk to me about what to do if you are like, you know, we've talked to people about relaxing their butthole. But what I'm seeing is people are like, I don't have enough money anymore. I can't make ends meet. You can't tell me not to freak out. What do we, what do people do mm-hmm. in that point? So this goes back to like the sovereign participation piece <clears throat> because it's like, if like money is the scapegoat, 99.9% of the time, money is actually not the problem. It's your unwillingness to participate in what's happening. You're not actually responding to the reality you're in. And I'm just going to give you some like practical examples. I don't have money for rent. Are you sure you don't have money for rent? Are you absolutely certain? Because Saturday, you have the full day off. So maybe you have the time for rent. Oh, that's interesting. You were just having a Netflix binge every day after work. So you you have the energy for rent. You're just really misallocating all of your resources. And one of the first steps is like, if you find yourself in scarcity, you have to get clear about reality. And the truth is, is like, that's actually a foundational step, whether you're over-reliant in abundance or over-reliant on scarcity, either way. Because both are mindsets. They're not presence. Neither one are in this moment. Neither one are embodied. They're mind. They're mental. So your first responsibility is what's fucking real? Where did my money go this month? How did I show up using my money? Where did my time go this month? How did I show up using my time? Where's my energy going? And actually auditing your own behavior so you understand why you are where you are. Because if you don't do that, you're going to repeat the same process next month. And for a lot of people, they're like, they might actually pump themselves to like create magic and make sure their rent is made. But it just, the cycle repeats itself, right? Because you don't ever actually get clear on what version of you is actually fucking present because you're too in your mentality. And so you get real with reality so that you can begin to actually respond to it, right? So it's one thing that I repeat a thousand times in all bodies of work is, You cannot be responsible if you haven't received reality enough to be able to respond to it. Otherwise, what are you responding to? Your stories, your trauma, your history, yada, yada. 
So that's step number one. If you're finding yourself in like deep scarcity, I don't know how I'm going to like feed myself. You actually just have to get present because you do have the resources. It just might not be financial right now because you're being asked to participate enough to alchemize, to alchemize that time into money, to that energy into money, that behavior into reverence. Like that's an invitation because it's like you haven't showed up to life enough. So you now have to go and actually participate enough for something to be provided. And one of the things that I, I often say is like, you can't starfish with the universe and expect them to deliver you a briefcase of money. You've got to tell the universe, this is the address. Like at some point there is this way, and particularly with magical folks, there's this presumption. And I don't know who taught this. And if I ever meet them, I'm going to throw some fisticuffs real quick. This belief that like, well, if I just meditate long enough, money will just come to me. Not in this world, maybe in the astral, but like in this world where we are people with like heartbeats and like there's a lived reality, you actually have to be a participant. So prime example, someone telling me, oh, I have a business and I, I want to work with people, but I just don't know how to get clients. Okay, get on a call with somebody. Yeah, but how do I take payment? You're telling me that you have a business, but you didn't create a Stripe account? Yeah, no wonder you can't take money. Like it's it's literally like these very basic things that people overcomplicate in their minds so much that they never actually get involved. Yeah, and I and see so human, I see human design used a lot here as the excuse as to why stuff that is actually required isn't done. So like, oh, I'm a projector, I don't have enough energy. Oh, I'm a sacral that doesn't light me up. I don't I can't do that. Oh, I'm a quad ride, I'm feminine structures, not my thing. Right? This is where when you're talking about being present, there is a lot here. This is like it's not, you know, Relax your butthole and get present. That's essentially what we're telling you folks. And I'm telling you, remember I said about slowing everything down, right? That is not like, okay, butthole relaxed, switch, flicked that one, present in my body. Yep, flicked that switch. Okay, next, moving right along because I need to make money in a hurry. I want you to feel how slow this is, right? It's going to be... A constant practice to return to, to relax your butthole. And getting present is actually like taking off that layer, taking off that layer, taking off that layer. And I really, you, because the second you've got a story about something, you're not present. Present is like storyless, yeah? And so this is where if I hear somebody say, yeah, but I can't do that because, you know, I'm quad right, I'm really bad at structure. I'm like, that is a really cute story. You have really taken that human design theory and given yourself a really great reason not to actually be present in the thing mm -hmm. that you are like, like avoiding like the plague, right? Because there is a way that, I mean, you talk to anybody that's got mad medicine and they will tell you that there is a part of them that is so like, really, that's my fucking medicine, like, I did not want human design to be my thing. I'm like, really? Dead white dude medicine? That's what you give me, universe? You know, but the thing is, like, that's part of my resistance to actually being present with something that is innately, like, here in this body, yeah? And having to shift that so that I can get more comfy in the self, yeah? And I'll always come back to that you know, in some way, shape or form. So if there is like a way that you have a great story about why you cannot show up in terms of your resources and your energy to the thing, then, you know, that's the story is the thing to be with and to have questions about, right? And I say this because the old era was based on information. So as we gathered information, we got really good at storytelling. Yeah, we got re it's actually a skill that we have honed over 400 years is like our ability to tell a really fucking good story to ourselves and to other people. And it's dying. You want evidence that it's dying? You watch at how many, I mean, in my industry, 
human design readers and human design experts dropping off the perch right now. Like their story doesn't stick anymore, right? That's just a sign of the energetic era coming to an end. We're not interested in stories anymore. We're not interested in bargains anymore. We're interested in feeling people, right? And like this energy of uh, engaging with the collective field, which part of that is how you are financially supported, is all about how much can the field feel you, yeah? So presence is no small thing. It is an entire practice all on its own. So if you're here listening to this podcast for the quick buck, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. Sorry, it's not an it's not it's not there. It doesn't mean that money won't find you in the short term, but we're not gonna make you millionaires just by listening to this podcast because it's a it's a practice to feel, to open, to receive. Well, I think it's also important to acknowledge that the idea that there was ever going to be a quick hit to get being a millionaire was a story and that's why you're not a millionaire yet yeah yeah like there, there's something in that you know like people it's like oh i'm gonna fix all my money problems uh i don't think so you've got neural grooves that keep you poor because you know how to be broke real well yeah like that's not fixing overnight you got family history that you feel will alienate you if you actually transcend those narratives that have been passed down through generations that you have to move through. You've got literal muscle memory around how you take out your wallet around things that are glittery that might fix you because you think you're broken at left, right, and center. You know, like all of those things are a part of your unique path to wealth. Wealth is a slow game and you can ask any person who's wealthy in the old energetic way as well as the one that's coming through there is nothing fast about this nothing fast so if you are a two pump chump in the bed in the bank and you want to get off real quick you're gonna get screwed in the worst way in the worst way and so when we come into we need to slow down it's so funny. I'm basically giving a masterclass of what the piggy bank intro to financial intimacy is because that's but the literally the third giving pillar. Everybody here is joined piggy bank because, you know, like- essentially, <laughs> but it's, it's pace, grace, and space. And when I say pace, like you have to pace yourself. It's not about slowing down arbitrarily. It's about the quality of how you're moving through life. It's the texture of how you're interacting with your resources. If you are scared to look at your bank account imagine being in a relationship with someone who's scared to look at you the texture of that relationship ain't loving certainly not vulnerable it's certainly not supportive if you're someone who feels tight and terrified with your calendar because you've got not enough going on or too much going on imagine being in a relationship with someone who's tight and terrified of you right like This is about the quality of our being. How are we moving and giving yourself enough space to learn from it? Because you're not going to get it right a thousand percent of the time. But then giving yourself the grace to get it wrong. The grace to actually be in the practice. Because one of the other things that I'm noticing lately in particular, and and this was really interesting because I just did a podcast interview for someone else the other day. And she was talking about how like, I always give like a shit ton of content. Like every TikTok I make, it's like its own masterclass. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. But I'm not going to change that. Like, truth be told, I'm just not. I can't. It's it's too easy to make content that is like masterclasses for me. But it made me think. I was like, oh, if I'm giving away all of this juice, what's really happening for people? Well, they're just consuming it. Mm. They're not actually taking it in because if you truly did, Life would shift right in front of you. Like if you truly took on, like even the thing that we're we're telling you right now, surrender your butthole. Slow down. Get objectively neutral. See if you're really a participant. Look at where you're already wasting your resources. Shift them to be the resource you require. Like if you actually did any of those things, immediately you would see a complete shift in your life. Another evidence 
pointing to the information age. Ain't it? Because what we're moving into is like full embodiment. Are you actually living as the thing? Or are you just consuming? Because let me tell you, uh, Wally, that Pixar movie, that's an energetic transmission. That's got nothing to do with weight gain and junk food. That's got to do with how much we're actually consuming and how much little we're like, we're not really digesting our life enough to for it to become integrated into our being. Oh, well, then this is great. This is a good point because, <clears throat> I mean, this is the other thing that I wanted to discuss with you. I mean, you've got the tra- the channel of transformation. I've got the channel of struggle, right? You're talking about trans- transforming your relationship to to finances and having reverence, right? Like I am talking about the struggle, right? Now, I don't see any of the reduction in the cushioning that we are currently experiencing in reality as a bad thing. I see it as fucking awesome, right? Because we're we've gotten very uh, like our egos have had such a big, fat, juicy place to play, yeah? And as we find that a lot of this stuff dies, a lot of this stuff gets taken away, a lot of, like, our ego's toys are disappearing, yeah? And for me, that is great because I serve the essence and the fullest expression of the individual, right? That's what I'm here for. I am here for, you know, ushering people through into the new energetic era. I am here for the sovereignty of the being embracing the new reality and then being a co-creator of that with me because I don't want to fucking do it alone. That's boring, right? You know, but I, but so the egos are starving, I mean, when we when we see somebody that is like freaking out about their money, it means that their ego hasn't got the playground that it used to have. And sovereignty needs to step up and and take over. And so we were talking about um, before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about about cushioning and the fact that when there's excess, you know, that also can lead to a lack of reverence because you just you know you don't have to pay attention to your money. So as we get into, I mean, and I'm certainly that in that in that place myself, where it's like, oh, the reverence that I have for the finances that I have, mean that I am living a really fucking good life. You know, like I feel full, I feel happy, but I still feel open and receptive. And really, what we see for a lot of people is that they are full, as in they are stuffed. They have overconsumed. They have overfed. They have bought, you know, like you see it, you see people buy courses and they never do them, right? That is excess. That is my ego was having a really fucking great time that day. Who's got a wardrobe of clothes that they never wear? Another indicator that you are full You to the, to the fact of not being full as in nourished, but full as in stuffed, yeah? And we have a bunch of people right now who are stuffed, full and then they don't have the money to keep playing the game that they used to play but that's actually a really good thing because they're going to have to come into rightness yeah and the wastefulness and the excess is all going to fall away now talk to me a little bit about that in terms of like the lens that you look at things through Steph oh I haven't got sound for you Never mind. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I talk about everything in terms of digestion, right? Like when we don't digest our lives, which means what are the truths that we're chewing on? Or like, what are we chewing on in our life? What are the hard truths that we need to swallow? What nutrients are we taking up from that truth? And what are we letting go of as a result? Literally, Everything you do can follow that process. And it seems quite linear because it is. And and to put that into like layman's terms, it's like, okay, I look around my life, like I'm pretty full right now. Like I've taken uh, tremendous amounts of work at this point. I've also done a lot of like education, um, you know, taking different courses here and there, Facebook ads, and tr- investing and like how to do a proper masterclass, yada, yada, yada. So I have a lot that I've just kind of consumed over the, the years at this point. 
And then when I look around, I'm like, oh my God, like my, my phone is full of junk. My email inbox is full of junk. My closet's full of junk. My, like all of these things. What am I chewing on? Is that I feel full. What's the hard truth? I needed to graduate the community I've been a part of for four years. I need to purge my closet. I need to get rid of all the cosmetics that are in my bathroom because it's giving me eczema. I need to let go of, you know, and I've done this at different parts of my life. Like a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to let go of friendships that are unaligned. I need to let go of clients. I'm literally doing that all the time, right? Like I think I've lost like 13 contracts this year because it's just like, it's not it. And the thing is, is that when you're scarce, you're almost too scared to take a shit. It's like, oh, but what if I get, didn't get all the nutrients and I just shit them all out? It's like, well, now you're going to be constipated. Now you're going to be stuck. So you're better off letting go of what needs to go because it's got to go. It's literally waste at this point so that you can intake more of what is more aligned. Because that's the whole point, right? It's like when we think of literal digestive process, the waste is like, this is no longer aligned for your system. We're letting it go. And so then from that place, and it's like, okay, well, what is more aligned? That doesn't mean you're never going to buy shoes again or, or cosmetics. It means, okay, well, those ones that I got rid of weren't aligned and that's why they had to go. They're no longer aligned for the version that I'm becoming. What is more aligned? Right? So even graduating the community, it's not that it's not aligned or that it's a waste. Like that's definitely not it. It's where I am now is that I'm complete with that chapter. And to force myself to stay in that chapter would actually be um, unreceptive to what my body needs and to what that journey is for. Right? So same thing with my apartment. It's like my clothing that I'm not wearing. To hold on to it is disrespectful to this body that can't fit those clothes that doesn't wear those clothes. that doesn't feel good in those clothes, but not letting them go means that I can't replace them with clothes that do feel good. Right. And so the digestion process is about like really forcing ourselves to let go of things. So to find these hard truths that we need to swallow so they can nourish us and, and basically be the energetic laxative to get rid of everything else. That doesn't serve us anymore. And so when it, how that shows up with money, it's like, you know, this is why minimalism was such a big thing. People going for maximalists and then getting rid of all their stuff, they felt so much energetic freedom. It's because that's what it does. You know, going for a walk, getting some fresh air, purging your home, circulating things out. And not even just that, like, go be of service. Well, see, if, these, if you're I mean, like- yeah, this is, I mean, this is what we're talking here is really like what I take people through in Stardust because if you're somebody who is full, stuffed, chances are you don't have a lot of life force energy, you're not present, right? And so, you know, in Stardust, I take people through this way of heating up their own system, turn on to get things moving. I used to serve a, a purging medicine back in my uh, my, when I used to serve plant medicine. And it was, it was a hot medicine. So as it started to work, it would heat your body up. You would literally start to sweat. You would start to feel nauseous and then you would vomit and shit yourself, right? And, and that's kind of what I do energetically with people is turn on. You turn it on, you get hot, and then that gives you the momentum to let go and release. So if you are somebody who currently is sitting on the couch, you are frozen in fear, you are overstuffed, you are overfull, you don't know where to go, you're kind of stuck there. So we've got the really stuffed, overfull person. You need to add some heat into your system, right? That's the first thing you need to do, all right? And let that that heat cultivate momentum internally and then you're going to have to watch stuff leave, right? Yes, Okay. That's now- the, that's the mastication process. Like that's literally the chewing, right? It's, it's creating that heat that is going to bring up the truths that you'll need to swallow. Yeah. Now, if you're the opposite of that, if you are somebody who is so starved, if you haven't let been letting yourself have anything, you know, that you've been saving every penny, you've been terrified of letting, you know, anything happen or like 
uh, investing in yourself in any way, shape or form because you've got to hold on to everything. So you're literally starved, right? Like you're living off of, you know, nothing at this point then you need the heat to get your hunger back, right? Like like anybody who anybody who's had to do a, like a longer fast before, you know that the, the, the hunger drops away after a certain point. So if you've been starving yourself, if you haven't been allowing yourself to invest into things that nourish you and get you moving, you're going to have to add heat back to get your hunger back, yeah? You're going to actually have to get some some momentum so you feel hungry so that you can work out what it is that you uh, that you want to invest in, that you want to give your energy to. Like people, we, we I mean, we talk about this a lot in human design for people with sacrals, but it applies to everyone. You can't fucking work out what is for you or what is not for you from your couch, right? No. You have to be in life. I don't know who, I mean, I think this is one of those really distorted spiritual teachings where it's like, set your intention and manifest your dreams. Yeah. Like, I mean, at its core with the work that I do is manifestation, but I can tell you what manifestation is. It is not creating something from the idea that you have sitting on your fucking couch. Manifestation is by you going out into life and experiencing everything that comes to you and feeling internally whether that thing is part of what you are going to experiment with or not. So if you are really stuffed, you have experimented with a bunch of stuff that was never for you in the first place and it's time to let it go. If you are really starved, it means you haven't been experimenting and you are hungry even if you can't feel that right now. You find yes. your flow. That means that you are in life. You are experimenting. You are consuming, digesting, learning, receiving, being, and then giving. Because you are that beautiful, nourished, like alive thing that has something to give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Totally. I love this. I love love new era energy. And do you know what? That person doesn't have the highest bank account. They have the right sized bank account. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Here's one of the things that I I often say is like, my mantra for the year is just more than plenty. It's It's not a number. It's not a financial goal that I need to hit. It's just more than plenty. The thing is, is that I know what, what I need and therefore what is more and what is plenty to that. The thing that that people get stuck on, and this is why, like when we have people who are um, abundance junkies, if you will, they get attached to a number, not realizing that their costs will go up simultaneously because they need to be able to, to have that match. And so with me, my expenses go up, my expenses go down. My income is more than plenty for all of that. Meaning my income goes up, my income comes down. And I can literally track it, right? Like September and October were the highest months of my business ever, ever. And they were months that I finally paid off one of my lines of credit. They were months that I had invested into like this online system that I wanted to learn and I had been waiting to learn it. And I was like, oh no, I'll do it. I'll do it sometime in the future. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Um, it was when I was like flying back and forth from New York, right? Like my life literally costed a certain amount of money. So I needed more money to be able to cover that. The thing is, is I was intimate enough to know what I needed money for. And what tends to happen is because people lack financial intimacy to begin with, they make all this money and then they still feel broke because money wants a place to live. So if you don't determine where it's going, it will find a place. And it's not going to be a place that feels good. AKA your house has like the roof has a hole in it. Now that needs to be replaced. Your air conditioner needs to be replaced. Your car breaks down. 
you know, you lose your credit card, you need to use cash, like all of these things, these financial mishaps, the last gate, because he didn't listen before that said, hey, maybe put your attention on your money or maybe put attention on your car because it's about to blow up. You know what I mean? Like all of those things. It's a you have to be a part of life to even hear them. And to go back to like this piece of like, you're like, you know, you need to be out experimenting. That's what sovereign participation is. Like, are you even involved in your life? And sometimes, you know, I've got a couple of clients where they're like, they actually need a structure put in place. And that might be going to pottery every Friday, going to a free poetry reading on Sunday. Like not everything takes money. But you need to be out there. You need to be integrating out there. You're not in front of a screen, not on your couch. You need to be out in the human world because it's really the only place where whether, I'm, and Rebecca, you can correct me here, but like whether you're a generator or a manifesting generator or a projector or whatever, that's where the information becomes integrated. It's not just an idea at that point. It's like you're actually living. So it gets to be a part of you. Yeah, every 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 time, every person on the planet needs to be engaged in the collective field. This is this is where it's like um, you have white in your chart for a reason. It's because uh, I mean everybody is whole and complete. I'm not saying anybody is missing anything, but the white in your chart tells you that you are here for connection. Like you are you are not here to not connect because you if you if you weren't meant to connect if you were meant to be everything all on your own your entire chart would be colored in every line every shape and nobody's chart is that right it's impossible we are all meant to connect we are all meant to be out in life you know in the field of energy that we collectively create and the thing is we are collectively creating a new thing i love what you said about plenty because we have lived in an era of more and it's interesting if you look at what more did to us. As more created more, it got messier. And so then our bargains got more intricate. They got, you know, we needed to make them more, uh, you know, more valuable to the other person for them to happen. And actually what happened, and this is where scarcity is not bad, it's just the energetic flip of the coin, right? bargains got harder to make scarcity started to come in you know we see this in days of like the boomer era they could buy cheap houses earn big cash you know like there was and and those the bargains get tougher and tougher so scarcity starts to of course correct so when i look at new era energetics in terms of finances it's not about more money it's about correct money right and that's why i love your teaching around reverence because how do you get correct with the energetics of uh your life and therefore money you know it's about reverence it's about reverence for everything that's playing in with your life that begins and ends with you right and how you are connecting with all of those things yeah you cannot work that out from your couch so the only thing you're allowed to use your couch for people is to relax your butthole and then you've got to get off it and get out there, right? And be present in it, yeah? Um, so to tie all this up, we have covered, I mean, we're talking about like uh, already being full. So I think that's like more than enough for everybody to have received, Yeah. Yeah. We've, so we've let's talked- So let's just walk them through the digestion process of like this episode. Absolutely. Feel like feel into your body because this is a lot of content, but it's also because like you're not the only person listening right now. There are hundreds of other people listening to this exact episode and they all have different defined centers and different open centers. So not all the information that me and Beck have shared is for you. So take a big deep breath in and just feel into what is it that you are chewing on? And Not so, everything so that we in, said, in, just in, yeah, in human design, this will land differently for people as they feel into this, depending on, you know, the way their systems are set up. You might've heard something that your mind really latched onto and that you felt ping pong through your body. That's the thing to take away. 
Yeah. You might've right be sitting here right now with an overarching sense or feeling or um, sensation in your body. Like you might have a sense of what you're, I, I received some sort of permission or you might feel a sense of groundedness or whatever. That's the thing to take away. If you are feeling emotional now, that's the thing to take away. If you are feeling irritated, welcome to my world, get in contact with me. That's my specialty. Upheaval, something in there is agitated and it's ready to go. Stay with the agitation. The thing here is whatever it was for you, stay with that piece. Forget the rest. Relax your butthole and stay with that peace. There's your presence. No story. You don't know what it means yet. 100% can guarantee you do not know what that means for you yet. If your mind says, oh, yeah, but I do. Mm -mm. No, you don't, right? Stay with that peace. Anything you want to add to that, Steph? Yeah, that is like the first step to having a right-sized life is knowing your peace and just being with that. Because when, when we're talking the digestion process, like that's your thing that's being chewed on. That's the thing that's moving through your body. That's the emotion that's upheaving, like all of these things. That's yours, distinctly yours. Nobody else's. That's yours. It's happened in your body. And in the process of you moving through whatever that is, a truth will be known and you will have to swallow it. So you can either choke on truth all you want, but it's getting in. So allow yourself to like actually allow it through. And then in those times where like when you face a truth that you're like, I don't know how to back this. I, I got to swallow it. I don't know how to back this. You you go work with Beck. You come work with me. We look at those stuff because the the resistance to actually letting the energy that's already flowing within you move is going to do more harm. Like you can't fight those things because it's meant to have you be moved into a particular direction that when you were not right-sized, you could not be at all. So as this energy is flowing through you, you're going to notice these truths. They may feel confronting and that's normal and a-okay. The game is if this energy is here to carve me to a right-sized life, I don't get to have judgments and criti criticisms about what that is. Because I can promise you it's probably better than all the fucking wounding that you've been thinking you've needed to fix. So just let the energy carve you. Let the water to the stone create the river. Be the ducky in the river, of course. But don't be the thing that like blocks it. Don't be the dam. Hopefully that makes sense. Stay with your peace, everyone. Now, if you are looking for more uh, information on anything that we have talked about, Stefania, where can people find you and what's the place for them to sort of uh, go into in your field? Yeah, so you can head over to financiallyintimate.com. That's going to give you kind of the first landing page to the piggy bank if you're like, okay, I actually want to learn what financial intimacy is. And I want to learn the philosophies and then also like the practical shit, like making money, spending money, saving money, using debt, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a great place to start. I highly recommend it for everybody. And whether you do the replay container or you join me live, like there's really an option for everybody. If you're not quite sure yet, you're going to shoot me a message over on Instagram at Stefania Maria with two A's at the end or bank.membership. And you're going to ask for the masterclass the masterclass is an inner teen and money program, right? It's basically what the piggy bank is, but it's a free workshop for you to actually get very clear about why your money patterns are the way that they are based on your history so that you can rewire them. So they don't have to be that way moving into the future, especially with this like new cycle of energy. We don't want to bring old information with us. So if any of those speak to you, you can just shoot me a message. Also, like guys, I my inbox is always open. <laughs> All I've got is me and my dog. I like talking to people. So please come talk to me. 
We love we love the connection. I will I will link all of that into the show notes. And if you are ready for some new era energetics and to step into your embodiment of your own version of new era energetics, then Stardust is the starting point in my field. If you are somebody who is already playing in this space and you want some deeper mentoring on yourself and your service and your offerings, then shoot me a DM and we can talk about uh, my container fractal and my one-on-one offerings. Um, and I'll, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Kate Freeman all the time. Cause I love it on there. It is like my favorite place to basically shoot the shit and, uh, and post all sorts of weird and wacky stuff. I've had so much fun chatting with you, Steph. It's always great to have you here. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for having me. And if you are listening to this episode and you want to let us know, this is what I'm leaving with. We love to know what your thing was that you are staying present with. Let us let us know, um, flick us a message or pop it in the comments if you're watching this somewhere with comments. Lots of love and I will see you in the next episode. I can feel it, I feel it, yeah Oh, 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 oh.